again. Today's topic is skeletons in your echo chambers. Skeletons in your echo chambers. I don't know, it just sounded kind of cool when I was thinking about it. But uh, let me start off by saying, again, I said this before, I don't really want to repeat myself over and over, but I have loved my time away from social media and groups in general. I've always gotten pushback from that, from healers, from therapists, from friends, because I tend towards isolation and hermeticism, <laughs> hermitism, <laughs> uh, and it's, come on, let's grow up, it's all about balance, and each person's balance is going to look different, it's about that harmony and uh, living in an extreme. And so, yeah, I've definitely had extremes of isolation, but there are absolutely times that call for it. And we gotta be open to that, to, to the to letting go of the likes and the dislikes and the wants and the, and the not wants, which sort of brings me to this topic. Uh, but let me just talk a little bit more about why I've loved my, way, my time away from social media and groups in general. The clarity has come from stillness. When, uh, when my brain is constantly engaged and agitated and seeking, it's impossible for stillness to establish itself. And uh, so yeah, there's nothing wrong with, with getting stirred up and engaged and active, but again, balance. Uh, that foundational inner stillness has been really surprising. Uh, what's becoming clear about what's aligned for me is, is a little surprising, although there have always been clues. Clues and indicators of what's aligned for me my whole life. Like a breadcrumb trail to follow. It's always been there. I just, like absolutely everyone, general statement here, I've avoided it. I don't want to follow my own breadcrumbs. They might not be as tasty and, and interesting as someone else's breadcrumbs. So I'm no longer seeking out other people's breadcrumbs to follow, even if they're like those really bougie croutons with like the herbs and garlic. It's like, oh, it sounds so good, doesn't it? Those croutons, like in a fatouche salad. Ah, oh, the pita croutons. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> not sorry. But so much more clear also, I've become so much more clear on the ways that echo chambers, mainly in social media, but really everywhere in life, and I don't probably have to describe what an echo chamber is for anyone listening, but the ways that getting stuck in echo chambers was impacting my health and my clarity around what's aligned for me, like I said, and and just in general, observing how it keeps people really stuck and unable to let go to allow their life to unfold, but really just life's path to unfold for all of life. We really want to be controllers and dominators of the universe, especially in the spiritual space, in the self-help space, in the new age space. So let me start off by saying, if you've got a brain, you've got bias, cognitive bias. 
if you've got a brain, I don't care how aware, evolved, mature, in fact, the most mature evolved people are the first to say, I've got a brain, I've got cognitive bias. I really work hard to be aware of my cognitive bias. Spiritual people have a brain as much as they maybe don't want to focus on it. And they definitely have a cognitive bias. All of us do. You cannot bypass or transcend your physical reality. Even the most hardcore, non-dualist tradition, which is arguably Advaita Vedanta, doesn't deny or seek to destroy your physical body. You can't bypass your mind. You have a thinking mind. You just do. We all do. That identifies as an individual ego. And that can't be destroyed or bypassed. Yeah, sometimes the language is around, you know, destroying ego. There's a greater context there. You know, we can't extract little tidbits to, to formulate the narrative that we want. But your mind isn't the enemy, nor is your ego identity. It's not an enemy. <laughs> it's not an enemy. But in a world absolutely hell-bent on confirming individual bias and insisting on everyone else to confirm their individual bias, pretty much everyone, maybe not absolutely everyone, the majority of people are going to have a powerful cognitive bias that they are living their life from, that they are working from, that they are taking actions from, that they have beliefs centered within and therefore identities centered around. So yeah, not everyone is looped into an industrial living and a social media omnipotence that we have now. But most people alive today, to some degree or another, are going to be operating from their individual cognitive bias. And so then what happens when massive collapse of civilization is underway, like it is right now? People being animals at root seek more certainty because of course we do. That is not a sinful thing. That is not a wrong thing. That is not a pathology in and of itself. It's just an animal thing we seek certainty. And an echo chamber is where other people for the most part are in deep agreement about and around an idea, an issue, or a solution to an issue. And that's powerful. That actually changes your brain. It changes your brain, and I can't go into mechanical specifics because I'm not a neuroscientist, and I don't want to generalize too much. I know that when I first started getting into neuroplasticity, um, there was sometimes this commercialization of, of how to do that and how everyone can do that and, and that didn't take into account the vast and complex nu nuanced um, science and, and, and practical applied science of, of neurology in general. And so I don't want to do that. I don't want to like commercialize and, and oversimplify something that's incredibly complex. But as I was really getting into helping my own brain, um, and more and more over these years, 
it has just been driven home to me over and over again that when we're in an echo chamber uh, around other people who are in agreement around an idea that has an actual like that wires you up really powerfully and that's going to impact how you perceive all of life every area of life because there's no real separation between our areas of life but for spiritual people it's it really impacts how you perceive spirit it's a powerful filter through which you experience your relationships with spirit within yourself and also with nature with the, with the world around us other people but like just nature you know I come back again here to, and I've mentioned it before, Terry Patton's book. He passed away last year, but he wrote a book called A New Republic of the Heart that handles this topic that I'm talking about today really beautifully. That cementing yourself further into a belief and an identity will actually be more damaging in these times of collapse. So specifically to the, the times that we're in now that are continuing to progress, times of collapse. And he, he beautifully presented this as not yet another pathology to fix or eradicate, but how to work with it, how to work with it within the context that we are finding ourselves. So whether it was true 100 years ago, 1000 years ago, yeah, 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 all of that. But where are we right now? What's happening right now? And what happens when we're in an echo chamber that cements our ideas even more during these times of collapse. It will make people more rigid when what's needed now for someone who's decided, you know, I need to be flexible and resilient to have any kind of staying power and longevity in these times of, of, of upheaval. And I want to be able to flow and not overly attach. And that is, I guess, the prescription, if there's any response, not, not reaction or solution to the predicament that we're in, but response would be to become more flexible, to become anti-fragile. And that's really the only way forward. This is what Terry Patton was talking about. This is what a number of people are have been talking about for a very long time, have always talked about in any authentic spiritual tradition. Being flexible and resilient is is the only way to, to be in harmony, especially during times of uncertainty. That kind of adaptability is what allows a person and groups to surf unprecedented uncertainty. Clinging to certainty is a surefire way to go crazy in uncertain times. Like I said, it's normal, but we overshoot the mark and imbalance ensues within ourselves and within our lives and the impact that we have on others. Here's what I've seen about the competing narratives here in the US. This is really all I can speak from. And the sides that are, the sides, like this side versus that side, that are committed to making the world conform to their beliefs and their truths. Um, so there, there, there are like different styles of this that I've observed online mostly, but really everywhere. 
the echo chambers, it's like different kinds of echo chambers. There's the echo chamber that is built on truthiness, truthiness. Not a lot of actual established reality to their belief system. They're built more so on nothing you think is true is actually true and we are here to bring the truth that you didn't know was true because you were blind to the truth because you're sheep, etc. stuck in the matrix. That kind of like circular crazy making. Um, side note, completely side note, this is a different topic, but it's worth noting that I'm having a really good time exploring my own deconditioning and unlearning releasing and letting go of misinformation from the new age marketplace. The concepts of the Matrix movies, like Neo and, and Trinity, those, the movies, the content, concepts of the Matrix movies and um, how the new age space has sort of integrated that concept into their understanding of Maya or illusion this this world that we live in being considered Maya or illusion and how that's been um, misrepresented as non-dual Brahman or uh, yeah it's, it's been really really good really good to uh, unlearn the misinformation around that concept by going deeper into the greater context of non-dual Brahman but anyway, in those groups of thought, there's flavors of truth, the truthiness echo chambers. There's flavors of truth, not actual truth, but those flavors are cleverly and deliciously presented. Even if it's upsetting and terrifying what's being presented, we find that stuff deliciously addictive too. Yeah, it's deliciously addictive. And a scared person is always going to seek out certainty. Like I said, you evolved as an animal all, all life has, has evolved for form and function. What's, what's actually going to help you survive and procreate? And so to seek stability for safety and survival is, uh, is completely normal, but getting hooked into those echo chambers in our modern lives can have very powerful and awful consequences for, for your health, for my health and for others' health. And we see the results of that, um, of online and group radicalization, like for example, with mass shootings, as one example. Then you've got the partial truth gang gangs. And they definitely hit on a valid idea, but it's then turned into the ultimate main truth at the expense of other possibly more important or more impactful truths. These are the folks who are capable of exploring nuance. They absolutely are capable of and even attracted to exploring nuance, but they choose not to. And instead they cherry pick a partial narrative and present it as the only real and true narrative. This kind of group can get really into crazy making, maybe even more so than the previous one. By, and by doing this, it, it, that happens when including, um, it involves the side who wants to oppose them. So in an effort to block their flavor of extremism, the opposing side will seek to paint them as crazy and full of lies or stupid, when actually they are raising valid points. But then that group is gonna double down on that valid point, the partial truth and the partial narrative, into being the main most important one. And then taking that and oppressing the other, other group that's trying to um, 
stop that, understandably. And on and on, the circular debates and fights will go, with one side heading into even more of an extreme to counter the other side. And then that side will respond by even more extreme, being more extreme. And the pendulum doesn't stop. There is no limit on how far the pendulum will swing as people head into increasing extremes as a reaction to an opposing side, as their main tactic for winning out over the other side. And then you've got the people who are empirically right. The earth, like, for example, people who, who know that the earth is a sphere. It just is. And we are bound by the law of gravity. We just are. Racism is real. It is. Misogyny is real and alive. Climate collapse is very real. Now, for New Age and spiritual folks, it may be cool and even useful on a spiritual path to challenge beliefs and explore metaphysics and like the Alistair Crowley style of manipulative magic to challenge um, established laws or whatever. But for any community to thrive, and this is where the new age and spiritual space really goes overboard, it's the focus on the individual. Me, 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 what I can get, what I want. How can I manipulate the universe to get what I want? But we are not individuals, we are not separate, we are in a community. And for any community to thrive, no matter the size, whether it's a small tribe or clan or a global governmental behemoth, there must be an agreed upon and shared version of reality. Adults have to compromise. We have to put on our big kid pants and agree to a shared version of reality. And beyond that, that we are in a sacred contract, all of us being alive as human beings. We're in a sacred contact contract to supporting life and nurturing life well into future generations, not just me, 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 but how is that gonna play out into deep time? And yeah, obviously we don't have that going on, <laughs> which is its own topic. But the thing about the empirically right echo chambers is that they become echo chambers too, even though they're right. They become echo chambers too and as powerful and fragile or powerfully fragile that humans with delicate responsive brains and nervous systems, we evolved to a life connected with nature, not connected to computers and not connected to online debate or gathering most if not all of our information from the internet resource. We evolved to gather our information from life and nature and each other, like in real life. So even if the people are right in their echo chamber, they will easily fall into being humans with a brain and cognitive bias and all of that, dogmatism and rigidity, which is opposite to surrender flow and trust. You can be right and then also firmly cling to a version of life wherein only your ideas are allowed to flourish. And that just won't allow for life to surprise you or, or any of us in the ways that life unfolds. So while you can be, I can be ultimately true about the cause you are fighting for, clinging to that truth as your identity won't nurture resiliency in these times. 
and it also blocks. It blocks the allowing for anything to unfold, including beautiful, miraculous surprises. When we allow things to unfold, it's a spectrum. Bad things, good things, beautiful things, destructive things. Not clinging to the hope of miraculous surprises and not clinging to the fear that it's all gonna burn and go to hell, but allowing anything to unfold because it will. This is how life works. And it's about surrendering to the, that spectrum of, of life, surrendering to what we consider horrible and also beautiful, terrifying and also amazingly rebirthing. Everything I'm talking about right now is really generic and general. There's loads of blending between these groups. Again, I'll, I'll recommend reading Terry Patton's book because he really does that beautifully. Uh, the groups and the echo chambers that we fall into, especially in times of uncertainty and upheaval, and how that's not actually gonna help you to, to survive or thrive in these times. But this is all very generic. And there's a lot of blending between groups. There's a lot of nuance, et cetera, et cetera, and, and, and. But my main point today is about the very real impact that this has on a person and on groups and communities and how it's not gonna help us to be resilient and in flow and aligned with life because things are absolutely going to get more bumpy and more rocky. That's guaranteed. And just as a personal note to this, because I can only speak from personal experience, 100%. I've lived a life that has run the spectrum of echo chambers and beliefs and the identities attached to those beliefs. Meaning I've been in like every kind of echo chamber, every kind of extreme on that pendulum of beliefs and truths and identities. And I've been in relationships with people whose identities are all about their own individual echo chamber and getting people to agree with and join their echo chamber. So I know firsthand experience how incredibly painfully, terrifyingly hard it can be to become aware of cognitive bias and my deep inner need to seek out an echo chamber, a group of people who is in agreement who I can be in agreement with and who is in agreement with me. Being and becoming aware of cognitive bias and knowing that you will always need to be aware of it, especially now. That's where I'm at. I could have easily gone and stayed in any one of these extreme echo chambers that could have been the path of my life very easily. Or else I could have just become really dogmatic and rigid about being right. And so therefore in a spiritual path, that's what I'm, I'm referring all of this to. This is my context. That in the context of a spiritual path means I'm unable to surrender and allow and flow and trust that spectrum of life to unfold in its surprises. And just one other side note here, for anyone who's got Gemini and Sagittarius, or like a third and ninth house dynamic prominent in their chart or even stuff going on between Mercury and Jupiter. Um, I'm referring more so to a Jyotish chart 
Um, but, but maybe some people would really resonate with what I'm talking about. Uh, and I just want to clarify, I go with Jyotish because it's more centrally focused on karma and dharma. So on my own past cycles and habits that keep me stuck and on what would actually help me to be free. What, uh, what is actually aligned for me individually so that I can be aligned with the greater life. So being free of your patterns and cycles and being aligned with doing things in a way that helps you evolve and be a free expression of life fulfilled personally but in service through service to to all of life so jyotish is a lot more about your own individual dharma that can be personally fulfilling by serving the greater dharma of life okay so i'm gonna stop there i hope that this has actually i don't want to say that i don't want to say i hope this has been helpful i don't know i mean maybe it is maybe it's not whatever, right? Uh, but I will say, um, stay well, be well. It's, uh, it's rough out there. Yeah, definitely for sure. Okay, bye.